Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O Despite still being at a period of time in the season where I typically don't look at the standings very often, the Chicago Bulls are heading to a part of their schedule where they can considerably move up the standings. We'll talk about why on today's episode. We're also going to talk about it coming out from Mark Stein that the 76ers are not interested in Zach Levine, even though I told you guys this last week. And then last, we're going to preview the game against the, uh, the Atlanta Hawks. We're getting into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, the Bulls are heading into the easy part of their schedule. As a matter of fact, they have the third easiest schedule in the uh, NBA remaining. There's the Boston Celtics, who are, have the best record in the NBA, actually have the easiest schedule remaining um, over the last 54 games. And then this Orlando Magic have the second easiest. And then the Chicago Bulls have the third easiest schedule with, with their compo- opponents having a combined win percentage of 47.8. This is a time where the Bulls are also playing their best uh, basketball right now when you look at it since the Bulls lost to the Boston Celtics actually which was a blowout disgusting loss it really kind of jump-started this bet this better play for the Chicago Bulls we've had the seventh best rating in the entire NBA and if the Bear, if the Bulls continue to play in that manner more wins are definitely going to be coming for the Chicago Bulls the Bulls also have an eight and four record over the last 12 games and so things are starting to round out more for the Chicago Bulls in winning now we got some things that are pending right now with the Chicago Bulls that you have to look at that could affect either positively or negatively what's going on um, with, with Zach Levine. Uh, Kobe White right now is averaging in the 12 games without Zach Levine. He's averaging 24 points per game, 6.5 assists, and 6.3 rebounds while shooting 49% from the field and 43% from three-point range. You kind of put those numbers all together. When you look at it, Zach Levine's best season with the Chicago Bulls, which was the 2020-21 season, before Alonzo and, and DeMar came here and joined this team, Alice Crusoe of the Lights. And uh, Zach Levine had a uh, averages of 27.4 points per game, five rebounds per game, and 4.9 assists per game while shooting 50% from the field and 41% from three-point range. So with that said, like Kobe White is, is having a really, really good season. And the thing that the Bulls have to decide right now is when they bring Zach Levine back, how much can they allow that to affect what Kobe White has been doing, especially if you look at Kobe White being uh, the, the longer-term asset that's going to be on this team longer, you know, uh, again. And, you know, Bulls fans are still kind of holding out that, well, what if Zach isn't moved in? It's a small possibility of that. I think it's still unlikely, but there's a small possibility of that. So far this season, Zach Levine's averaging 21 points per game, 4.9 rebounds, and 3.4 assists on 44% shooting from the field and 33% shooting from three-point range. While those are far down from his best season with the Chicago Bulls, He's doing. It's more talent around him, and 
He's going to be stepping into now a team that's found its groove in every facet of the game while he's been out. Now, we've talked about it. The Bulls right now are, mo- are, are running more catch-and-shoot opportunities than almost any other team in the NBA. While not the ball is not sticking in players' hands at, as long as we're getting the ball out of players' hands in an average of r- a little bit over two seconds. So when it comes down to it, this the free-flowing nature of the Chicago Bulls offense, while it's been very good for the Bulls over this stretch, you have to ask yourself how much of this will maintain when Zach Levine stays out there. And there's concerns and signs for positivity no matter how you're looking at it. But with the Bulls going into an easy part of their schedule, and Zach Levine's timeline on that three to four weeks of him being out is is nearing its end here sooner rather than later, the Bulls, like I said in the other video, they're going to be forced to make a tough decision here uh, soon. But at the end of the day, the Bulls right now are playing a much better brand of basketball. They're headed into the easier part of their schedule. And uh, how the Bulls come out of this, it, it really could be could, could change night and day. We were talking about this team just a few weeks ago as where they were going to be picking in the lottery. We're now talking about a team that is that is in the final playing spot with a chance to, to kind of more uh, solidly hold on to that spot tonight when they face the Atlanta Hawks. But overall, it's just things are going in the right direction for the Bulls and that Bulls front office and everybody has to decide when it's time for Zach Levine to come back. Does he strengthen that direction? Or are you worried about him hurting it? Him coming off the bench is not an option. You're either going to play him or you're not going to play him. And that's what it comes down to. And I think that Zach Levine, hopefully, if he's sitting on the sideline and even hearing kind of the trade chatter around him, he's going to be wanting to come in here and play the best possible. And the best possible way that he can play is fit into what the Bulls are doing. The way that the Bulls are playing right now should fit what what best suits Zach Levine. And we could see a world in which Zach Levine and Kobe White, if they both coexist really well, that we could have a backcourt that is really up there as far as scoring and things like that. And, of course, that's going to change opportunities for everyone around. There are going to be people that have to sacrifice, but Zach has to be willing to sacrifice as well. But in talking about the Zach Levine stuff, let's get into the recent uh, update from Mark Stein uh, in regards to Zach Levine. And so I dropped a video uh, saying why the recent uh, 76ers and Zach Levine uh, rumors should not be uh, trusted. And seems like I was right on par with that one. Mark Stein came out yesterday and reported this. League sources say that Philadelphia, if indeed makes an in-season trade with the assets received in, in the deal for James Harden, um, is still prioritizing a two-way player as well as a move that does not limit its future optionality. And so what that means is that's not Zach Levine, right? When you look at OG Ananobi, who's the other player that was rumored that the 76ers had their eye on, uh, OG Ananobi fits the bill of a two-way player. He also fits the bill of a player that does not limit their future options because he only has one year left on his deal in that one year is a player option, and it's much less anyway than what Zach Levine's making at OG Ananobi, only making $18.6 million this year and $19.9 million the following year if he opts into that contract. So when it comes down to it, OG kind of always was a better option for the, for the Philadelphia 76ers considering the rise of Maxi and how he's been playing. And so that's why I came out with that video. After the recent Philadelphia 76ers news, my initial thing was, yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. There's there's no part of that that makes a lick of, a lick of sense for the Chicago Bulls part of the, I mean, for the Philadelphia 76ers and where they could want to go. So, you know, and again, that's not to say that teams haven't made moves that don't necessarily make sense before. We've seen it happen, right? Hey, shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers on that one. Um, I'm, and, Well, and the, the Los Angeles Clippers. But at the end of the day, you just have to look at it and say, uh, the Sixers never really made the most sense for Zach Levine. Yes, they were a name that was put out there 
But we continue hearing this back and forth on Zach Levine, right? Uh, it goes from everything from there's no trade market, which we just heard recently, to you hear teams like or like Darnell Mayberry from the Athletics saying, oh, it's destined to go to the Lakers. That's just the, that's more, the most likely destination. Um, so and you hear things like, oh, well, the Bulls absolutely want Austin Reeves. Well, the Lakers don't want to give up Austin Reeves. Like, it's just been all over the place, really, when it comes down to what the Zach Levine thing is. And like I've told you guys before, Right now, I don't think anybody really knows everything that's going on with the Zach Levine trade. That's including some of you fans that say, oh, well, there's no way the Lakers will trade for Zach Levine. There's no way such and such team will trade for Zach Levine. Like, at the end of the day, just nobody really knows. Everybody's just hearing bits and pieces. They're trying to put together a full picture. And right now with the, with the trade drama and, 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 you know, the doubt around Zach Levine and how much he impacts winning and him being unhealthy and the, the January 15th date not being here yet, all those things come to where the, we don't have the full picture. And until that, until we get to that, we may very well see January 15th roll, roll around and by the 16th, Zach Levine's trade. We could see that. We could see it, it be up to the last minute, up to the trade deadline where a team really wants to use all that time up until the day of the trade deadline to decide what they're going to do. They may, then, they may then pull the trigger there. Or there are teams that, that reportedly that could be interested could just say, hey, we, we want to wait to the offseason. Now, I don't think that, it, you know, that's necessarily the best option for the Bulls. But like I said in the video the other day, like the Bulls are going to have to make a tough decision when it comes down to it. Is the chemistry more important here or is one of the things that's more important uh, with getting the most back for Zach Levine? And if getting the most back is possible, you're going to want to bring him back, have him play really well. Hopefully you win while he's playing well. And that's really the only scenario which is going to drastically impact Zach Levine's trade value in a positive way, at least. So that's kind of something to kind of look out for there. But all right. Let's get into the uh, preview for the game tonight. The Bulls do face the Atlanta Hawks tonight in the team that right now we're, that we're, we're tied as far as games back, right? But we, the Bulls have a, they've played more games. We actually played the most games in the NBA so far. That's another reason why the Chicago Bulls schedule is going to be easier here on the back half of the season because we're going to be playing less. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. Games where teams are gonna be playing more, but with that said, um, you know, so this is gonna create some more separation between the Bulls and the Hawks. Whichever team wins this game today is gonna is gonna have a hold on the tenth spot for right now. That could change by the end of the week. Um, but right now, uh, Tory Craig and Zach Levine are both out in this game, which we already know. You can add Lonzo Ball to that because we already know Lonzo isn't playing this season. Uh, Nikola Vucevic was actually listed as questionable with an abductor uh, strain or something like that going on with him. And Trey Young is also listed as questionable. Now the Atlanta Hawks are getting Jalen Johnson back. Now this is a player that really in his in his own right is having a breakout season for the Atlanta Hawks as well. 14.1 points per game on 7.3 rebounds, uh, is 2.4 assists, 1.1 uh, steals, and a block in only 30 minutes per game. He's averaging that in. Really good production from him for what his role is as well. He's shooting the ball 59% from the field and 42% from three-point range. So right now, Jalen Johnson is having a much like a breakout season that we're seeing from like Patrick Williams having. Now, I wouldn't put it at the level of Kobe White, even though his role is much different than Kobe White. So maybe there could be a conversation made to that because he's still, you know, far down on that on that pecking order as far as offense, whereas Kobe White is one of the most important parts of the Chicago Bulls offense right now. Um, but Jalen Johnson is having a big a big season. And this is 
probably going to be, regardless of Trey Young or play, uh, plays or not in this game, you got to look out for Jalen Johnson. And that could be the matchup that actually Patrick Williams draws is the Jalen Johnson uh, one. And so it's going to be an interesting battle to see how Patrick Williams, who's on his own ascent, uh, matches up with Jalen Johnson, who's coming back from injury, may have a bit of a slow start. But, hey, they also match up physically pretty well. 6'8", 219 pounds. They're both 22 years old. I'm not saying that there could be any type of rivalry at all here, Broom, but I would like to say, I will like to say this. Jalen Johnson being in his third year, I would love to see Patrick Williams cook his ass because I would just like to see our players cook anybody. But you got to look at it as well. The Hawks, even with all their struggles recently and kind of their up-and-down play, they're still the third-best offense in the NBA, and that's something you absolutely have to look out for. Third-best offense, but they're ranked 27th defensively, and they are the third-best offensive rebounding team in the league, and that's overall. We know the Bulls have been one of the best offensive rebounding teams um, in the last month, but the, the Hawks have done that all season long. So when you look at this matchup, right, the Bulls' defense, if that defense stands up, and, and and performs for a whole 48 minutes like we know that they can do, we, we can more than score on their defense. 27th-ranked defense. I'm not going to say that the Bulls should come in here and cook because, listen, we couldn't even do that against the Cleveland Cavaliers team missing three of their top scorers. But if the Bulls come in here with the heart that we've been seeing from the Bulls more times than not, if they execute defensively, have a solid enough defensive game plan as well, the offense should take care of the things. You want to make sure you mitigate. We have to crash the boards both offensively and defensively. We're a better team when we uh, crash the boards offensively and we get second-chance points. We're also a better team when we get the defensive rebounds and get out in transition, especially with the way Kobe White's rebounding the ball as well, too, and he can start the breaks a lot of times for the Chicago Bulls, and that's a big uh, uh, positive when you have your, your, your point guard being able to get rebounds as well. It really helps the fast break a lot in that. So. At the end of the day, the Bulls got to come in and perform. And that's something that we've always been saying. When the Bulls play with heart, when they play with grit, when they play with execution, they can fight with any team in the league. And yes, that includes the Atlanta Hawks, who are struggling on the season so far. So I'm really, I'm really hopeful for this game for the Chicago Bulls. Again, the Cleveland Cavaliers game has left a bad taste, rightfully so, in a lot of Chicago Bulls fans' mouths. And this could be a game where they cleanse it. And so um that that the rebounding is going to be really big for the Bulls in this game. Now, if Vooch does not play. Uh, that rotation is going to be something I'm really interested to look at because we could run a really small ball rotation if if um, if uh, Nikola Vucevic is out. That means Drummond's probably going to get the start. That means we're probably going to see some Julian Phillips or Terry Taylor in there as a small ball center when Drummond sits down. And it's going to be important to see how that production goes. Now, overall, I hope that Nikola Vucevic can play in this game because he just offers the Bulls a better situation in what he can do, especially when he's playing well. But But, hey, listen. Uh, if if he is down, next man up mentality. We gotta have it. We gotta come in. We gotta bring some um some grit. I doubt. I don't think Adama Sonogo is really a gonna be a threat to come in here and play heavy minutes, even if Vooch is out. But hey, I could be wrong on that. Adama Sonogo is killing it down in the G League. I owe you guys a G League review video as well. I gotta get that out here at some time. Uh, listen, holiday times. It is what it is. When you listen, you still been getting your daily content from me, and even multiple episodes here around the uh, around the holidays. That's not gonna stop anytime soon. But with that said, man, we just got to make sure that we're executing. And that's really the biggest thing here with the Chicago Bulls is execution, execution, execution. We have to execute tonight and come in with a solid game plan. And this is a game where I'm really going to be looking at Billy Donovan on how he takes advantage of the weak defense of the Atlanta Hawks because you really want to get out there and do some things, especially in the half court. They are not a great half court team. They also aren't, aren't great at protecting the ball. They're right in the middle of the pack as far as I think they're 17th in the most turnovers per game. 
So this, that's something that the Bulls can also take care of as we're a team that generally takes care of the ball. So if we can force turnovers, if we can rebound the ball well, keep them off the offensive glass while we're uh, uh, offensively rebounding ourselves, that could be a big a big end for the Chicago Bulls in this game. And let's hope that's the case, man. But at the end of the day, I'm excited for this game. We're going to be here for the pregame, the halftime hangout, and postgame live shows all, all, all live on the channel tonight. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But overall, too, before we go, like as we head towards this easier part of the schedule for the Chicago Bulls, right? And we head into a part where we're missing players with injury. We'll see what else happens over the course of this time. This should be a time where I think Billy Donovan should be able to play a little bit more of the young players if the Bulls keep playing the way that they have. That means we could be seeing even more of Dalen Terry than what we've seen. That means we could see more of Julian Phillips getting an opportunity um, at the NBA level to get some of those reps and those minutes there to see how he can produce. And especially looking at that, whatever happens with the Zach Levine deal, like even if the we do get pieces back that end up being rotational pieces, I still think you want to keep one of those young guys in there. But if we don't move Zach, it puts us in a position where we're going to have to use the young guys even more, right? Because veterans probably aren't coming there. Kenny Lofton, a, a lot of uh, players, a, a lot of a player that a lot of Bulls fans were really interested in kind of seeing the uh, the Bulls maybe go after, ends up signing with another team. I never really thought the Bulls were going to be interested there. Um, but we're, we're heading into a fun part. And what I will say is that this season has really been fun. And hopefully, if nothing else, this season has really maybe showed some Bulls fans why you want to practice more patience. Kobe White was a player that we had to be patient to turn in, to, to watch him turn into what he's turned into. And it's more than just numbers. Yeah, he's put up similar numbers to this before, but it's, it hasn't been this consistent and it hasn't been while giving great defense and the playmaking ability that he's shown. Patrick Williams seeming like he's turning the corner, which was the, the topic uh, discussion of yesterday's video, right? These are things that we're seeing come for the Chicago Bulls and they're coming via patience. And so I understand uh, the, we've gone through rough times for long enough. And we, and we deserve and want to see a team that is out there competing every single night and is getting and winning games. But sometimes that takes patience. And when it comes down to it, I think that this is an important stretch for the Chicago Bulls. It's an important stretch continually for the development of some of those young players. Io off the bench, Patrick Williams, Dale and Terry, right? Some of these players that we know are, are going to be on this Bulls roster for a little while here. And we'll see if, if you know, now with how things are going, Maybe if we see a little bit more of that development, especially with Peter Patton and the player development department now being a highlight of what the Bulls have brought in here right now. And so overall, really uh, excited over the second half of the season. Well, really, it's, it's a little bit more than a half of the season. We've only played a little over 30 games, but we still got tons of things at our disposal. We got tons of things ahead. We got change coming too as well. Uh, this Bulls roster apparently may not be the final roster. Even if Zach Levine does stay, you got to look at what's going to come via buyout markets, things like that. So. Right now, fun time to be a Chicago Bulls fan, man. And, um, yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying the season. Hope you guys are enjoying the coverage. We're going to continue to bring it like only we can do every single day here at Chicago Bulls Central as we're pushing forth to the episode 1000. We are a little over 60 days away from episode 1000. I can't wait to bring it to you guys, man. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.